You're tuned into the Self-Love Podcast by Love Madden with Madden Nichette Jones and Tennille Daniels. Consider this show a guide on your personal self-love journey, heart, soul, mind, and strength. Join us weekly for a dose of good healing girl talk at the intersection of spirituality and science. Make yourself comfortable and pull up a seat. There's always room at our table. Welcome in. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. And we back. And we back. Yes. What's been up? What's been up? Everything. Well, that's good. April was a month, honey. Yeah, you have all of the, like... Birthdays, a lot of things, a lot of things, a lot of a lot of holidays, travel, yeah, yeah, bridal activities. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know what? Lots of excitement. I'm kind of low key happy that I have like kind of phased out of that whole bridal. It's my last one. No, it can't be. Oh right, no, it won't be. I'll be there when, you. when you need me. I'm like, golly. That's the that's what she said about being a um <laughs> No, a no, don't you come and no, lie on this podcast. Let me actually, it. since we're she here, let it. me tell y'all she what Tanil said. Cause y'all love drama. Tanil said <laughs> that she would make my husband the godfather Wait, of her children before <laughs> she made me the godmother. Cause she thought that I didn't have the bandwidth dog to be this is how she started i wouldn't make you the godmother of my children i was like wow okay i mean <laughs> you have that right she said because i just i don't think you can take on too much more which i'm a great, great godmother ask ask, yes. ask my kids she has so many i do and i love them and then she said however your saving grace is that i would consider it because i just think lewis <laughs> Who is a great dad, but low key a deadbeat god dad. Oh, he 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 be showing up for his god kid. I mean, once he had his own kid, he was like, like, "I'm done." Y'all bleeps are on y'all own. His god kids are like nineteen. I'm sure he was there in the early years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she said, "I think you know, I would consider it because I think he would make a great godfather." I said, "Well, I'd be." So yeah, we're here. We're here for you either way. Yeah, I just didn't think she had the bandwidth. I mean, how can you have, like, if you have 10 God kids, I'm like the old lady who lives in a shoe. If you got 10 God kids, where does my child fit in in the ranking? And then if something happens to, like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, all the parents. I mean, okay, let's say two of the parents. Me and. (laughs) Whoever. Yeah. Don't don't name names. Don't send nobody. I'm not. I'm not. But me and one of the other um, God parents are together one day Mm -hmm. and something just. You know, happens. unfortunate happens. What's going to happen? You going to take on my our, both our kids? I'm going to do what needs to be done. Well, I love that for you. Yeah. I mean, there's still an opportunity. We'll yes. see what happens. Hey, if you need me, bridesmaid, <laughs> godmother, whatever you need. Right, I can't believe you was like, I'm I got done. your back. Sheesh. I mean, yeah, I've, you just said you were done first because I'm already married. You have other friends. Oh, well, you said you were ending your season. No, I'm done. <laughs> I mean, I do know a couple other people who might get married, but uh, I don't know if they would ask me to be in their weddings. If they ask, I'll, I might consider. Yeah. However, I have been, you know, 20, 20 dresses what was, or 21 dresses. What 27, was that dr- 27 oh. dresses. I don't know, whatever. Whatever it is. It Too was many. Cute. Yeah. Whatever it was. And that's how I feel. You know, so. I will also say this, that I, the number of actual God kids that I have is not as high as it 
seems, but oh, because okay. the siblings, you know, oh, yeah, I can't you just do. come over for, for my, that's pick, true. Pick mine out the right. bunch. So if they have a sister or a brother, some of them are one of three, yeah. then they're all like, God, mommy. Yeah. So, you know, and I embrace them all. That is true. Because but they have their own godparents. So God forbid something happens. <laughs> they're not all assigned to me. And they have grandparents. I mean, do people really even use godparents like that anymore? Like, are they really like the next of kin? No. If something happened to you, JD is not letting your kids go with me. I mean, true, but you need to step into the role of what I will. a Tanil would do because JD has totally Old different school, yeah, you know that mama <laughs> gonna do mama she gonna swoop in and do it the way you she want exactly. Do it. You need to be a Tanil presence <laughs> in my child's life. Yes, JD's gonna have hers, but that whatever. is true. All, All right. right, we digress. Per use, per use, love it or leave it. I have a leave it. I'll start. Go ahead. I have a leave it. And this is actually a shout out to one of my group chats. This group chat is phenomenal. I love them so much. Mm-hmm. I joined. They, they're they like pre-existing friends. Oh. And I was able to join the group chat because we were all bridesmaids for one of our mutual friends. Okay. So they added me into a bridesmaid chat and it's still oh. popping. And all five of these ladies listen to this podcast with regular. Oh, I nice. mean, when it drops. So they actually are in the chat frequently talking about the episode things that they heard. And so something we were talking about on the pot on the in the group chat, chat just a uh-huh. couple of days ago, we were rating our favorite like greens like somebody Olive. hates spinach. Uh. She was like, my love it or leave it for the week is spinach. Mm. And I was like, wow, I love baby spinach. Well, she said raw spinach. And I just thought. It's okay. such a versatile green. So then we had this whole conversation about spring mix and kale and, you know, raw <laughs> greens. And we have all agreed, except for one person who says she actually <clears throat> prefers this over raw spinach, that iceberg is the inferior of all lettuces. And we think that a wedge salad is a hokey attempt at trying to make something out of iceberg, which is really just 90% water. So my leave it, unless it's going on a Wendy's, Double cheeseburger. <laughs> they be giving you way too much, but what, it be wet. <laughs> <laughs> what is iceberg good for? Because <laughs> I really like a green, a green, a nice green mm. leaf or romaine on my burger is what I do at home. Romaine Ugh, on a burger? I don't yeah, know. romaine could do could work in a pinch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I like all the greens, but iceberg is at the bottom. So that's my leave it. I'm leaving iceberg behind. And shout out to shout out to my uh to the group, group chat. chat. The Book of Job. That's the name of oh, our group chat. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're not at all. Yeah, like, I'm the I only. Mean, I don't even know. I am the only one in there bringing <laughs> the word. The word. <laughs> yeah, I think I know who it is. You already know my uh, girls. <laughs> um. All right. So my. Well, actually, let me pause because I want to say I do love a good wedge salad. Do you? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I mean you know. And I, only I at like higher think, end restaurants, like they do have a wedge salad at Outback. I'll stay away from that. So what they but, do is they just, I just want to understand. They, just they quarter. Yeah. They put some ranch on top. Or blue cheese. Or blue cheese and bacon crumbles. Bacon crumbles. They could have other things on there too. You could do like some fried onion strips i mean you know different places will jazz it up so it's really just a vehicle for blue cheese yeah it's really just a condiment fest it's a condiment but it gets with a little bit of crunch right and i like condiments so i do like a condiment yeah 
Anyway, but I can do without that. A high bird. quality wedge is not a bad <laughs> a bad thing. Um, all right. So my leave it for the week is very adult, but Mm-mm. I am leaving run flat tires. Does your um truck have run flat tires or do you have a spare in the back? You don't even know. No, I don't know. See, this is <laughs> this is why I need I need a I need a man. You can tell okay? me shit. I'm like Google run Google flat day. tires. Anyway, my truck came with run flat tires, and I don't. Th- I've never seen. I don't. Ha- I don't know where a spare is in my car, so I yeah, don't you, think it has one. I think it has run, run flat. flat. Yeah. Um, they're yeah. expensive. They're ex- Girl, everything on my truck is expensive. Yeah. I mean, okay, so a regular tire, the same tire that's not run flat, was like two hundred and thirty nine dollars, which is already. Which is already high. Costly. And so the other day I was driving. I was like, oh, I'm going to go to BJ's real quick and pick up some stuff for my party and da 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 da. And the daggone tire light came on. Mm. I went to have them check it, and the man was like, there is nothing that can be done. It can't be repaired. It can't be repaired. (sighs) So he was like, you have probably, like, when did the light come on? It had literally just come on. So you have 50 miles that you can go on this run flat. Was it, a, like, was the tread low? It wasn't a new tire. because No, be it wasn't worst. new. Okay, it was, okay. yeah, the, the tread. Mm-hmm. It, I had been, they had been telling me for, like, six months that I needed three new tires. And okay. I just was really so good. trying. It, I mean. it forced me to get the new tires. However, <laughs> at $539 a tire. My God. This is not what I had just come back off a of vacation. Four tires is somebody's car. Correct. <laughs> okay. Fred Flintstone oh, out my this God. <laughs> So yeah, do your research. All right, do your research. I mean, um, I probably still would have got my car. It wouldn't have made a difference, but it would. Those have. little things really it adds. If up. you could spend, you know. $800 on some tires and just have a spare in the back. That's totally different. Baby, than a premium car comes with a premium price tag. Yeah. Edge only take different oil, different gas, <laughs> different. I said, what in the world? And gas prices are creeping back up, y'all. I Summertime. am at, I think I'm 89 or whatever, but that's the minimum I can put. Mm. $4.15. Here's another privilege. And we I are have. at the beginning. I don't of even the, know what gas costs. Now, you know what? Not trying to rub it in. And now this is why I want Lewis to be the the child of my, I mean, the godfather (laughs) of my child. This is clearly why. Because you don't Um, even know the price of gas. That is a damn shame. I had to pump some gas the other day and I was all (laughs) discombobulated. I was on the wrong side of my own vehicle. Looking for the arrow, like, damn, which side is the thing on? So I I love love that for you. I do love that for you. And I hope that for me. Yeah. So I'm leaving Run Flats. Yeah. True. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Time to set the table. the table. We are on the letter U. What I need from you. I didn't you. say the word yet. Oh. It's you. <laughs> you could tell we practiced this. She didn't, <laughs> she didn't even have her cue. Once I say understanding, then you'll start singing. <laughs> me. We're on the letter U. <laughs> me, 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 me. Oh, That's my cue. Oh, <laughs> All right, y'all got the word. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Latasha. <laughs> what I need from you is understanding. All right. Um, understanding is the word of the week. You can check it out on the blog at lovemadden.com. Here's what I had to say about it there. Understanding is at the core of our healing. 
having a better understanding of ourselves, our feelings, our personalities, our triggers allows us to change unhealthy behaviors. It also increases our capacity for self-compassion, moving us to extend loving grace toward ourselves when we suffer, fail, or feel inadequate, and to quiet negative self-criticism in the times when we most need to be met with tenderness and care. A clearer perception of ourselves also plays an important role in influencing our judgments of and interactions with those around us. Self-awareness allows us to extend grace and compassion to others because we were first able to practice it in our relationship with ourselves. The experience of getting to know ourselves is an investment of our time, energy, and emotional capital. An exercise like journaling Mindfulness and working with a therapist require that we first adopt a posture of openness and discovery in order to maximize on those investments. Consider the following practices as you prepare to or continue to invest in your self-discovery journey. Number one, release preconceived notions. Our assumptions and negative narratives hinder our ability to get to know ourselves and others better. Rather than being so certain about what we won't or don't like, we should make every effort to begin with a clean slate. Number two, commit to being fully present. Mindfulness techniques like deep breathing, unplugging from distractions, and parking our thoughts or worries on a notepad help us to free up the mental bandwidth required to do the work. Number three, practice mindful listening. Clearing our minds of mental clutter and fully focusing on the moment help us to become a better listener. Taking intentional pauses to process and practicing reflecting back what we've heard are also great techniques for gaining understanding from others or even when we are hearing from ourselves while journaling or working with a therapist. Number four, ask good questions. Practice asking questions that begin with how or what over why. Why questions, while they have their place, can cause us to speculate or look backwards, questioning ourselves, and sometimes leading us into confusion. These are best explored under guidance. How and what questions, on the other hand, tend to cause us to look forward and drive us towards solutions. And finally, watch out for projection. Psychological projection is when we unconsciously attribute the way we ourselves are thinking and feeling to others. It is also possible to project other people's thoughts and feelings onto ourselves. This is called introjection. Got a little science for y'all this week. Introjection occurs when a person internalizes an idea or voice of another person, often an authority figure like a parent. Love. Madden. And with that, let's dig, dig in. in. Yummy. All right. Maddie, what does understanding mean to you? Understanding is an awareness of um, your own experiences or the experience of others. I think um, often it comes with sort of a level of sympathy. I think understanding is not just an awareness, but an attempt to be sympathetically aware of what someone has gone through or what you're going through, mm-hmm. or what you have experienced. So when someone's talking to you and you're, you know, you're able to say, you know, I understand, you know, I hear you, I'm listening. I think that's the difference between just sort of being aware of what's going on 
that acknowledgement, that sympathetic acknowledgement, I think is what makes it understanding. Yeah, that, I was going to say that. I think it's just, it's an intentional um, quest mm-hmm. to be further aware of what someone is thinking, feeling, mm-hmm. etc. And that's, that also is, goes along with, you know, self-awareness and self-understanding yourself. Um, yeah. And I think the self-awareness piece really should begin not with sympathy, but really without judgment, right? Yeah. Like, I think when we start our journey toward understanding, we should really be trying to witness our our experiences and feelings and be aware of them without judging them. Like, first, yeah. just witness, like, what is going on? What, mm. you know, how do I feel? Not if it's good or bad, but how do I feel? You know, what what is it that's happening? What might mm. what else might this be connected to? So I think the first step is just sort of a, a awareness Removing. in the true sense of awareness with before asking the critical questions. I think the next level or the next layer is then applying some of those filters to process and get into a level mm. of understanding. Then once That's we've good. done that, I think then we have the sympathy and we have the emotional capacity to listen to and understand what others might be experiencing. Yeah. No, that that's really good. I think that it's in um it's important to kind of well, no, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What advice and I know we're kind of getting mm-hmm. a little bit that's ahead okay. of this, but like how do you remove that judgment filter at the start when you're doing it with yourself? Yes. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> this is really tough to do. Like mm-hmm. if you've ever read like um, Eckhart Tolle and some of these other people, they talk about the ego. And yeah. This is a little deeper than we get on this podcast. We could go here, but I'm still trying to get it my dag on self. <laughs> I got a story. Go ahead. Separating ourselves yeah. from our ego mm-hmm. and being able to view our experiences and be aware of our experiences without judging them. Mm -hmm. One tip that I think has been helpful to me and maybe helpful to others, this isn't something I made up, but something Mm -hmm. I've learned just through my own journey is to give your ego a name. Mm -hmm. So you're separating Nicole. Okay. I don't know. Just, just a name that Mm -hmm. was everybody's name when I was a little kid, just separating (laughs) her from you. So I am able to separate the judgmental part of me. That's Mm. Nicole from the being Maddie. Right. And then just being able to view and witness Mm -hmm. also acknowledging that when those emotions and judgments creep up, I can acknowledge them and say, Hey, little judgment, like Bob Ross with the trees. Hey, anger. Hey, joy. I see you, Mm -hmm. but I'm not checking for you right now. I'm just observing. Also journaling. You know, trying to journal and just journal through facts. Facts, that's it. Over feelings. Mm -hmm. And then reading allows us to be aware of and observe. So those are a couple Mm -hmm. things that I've employed in the past, but I'm not going to even hold y'all. It's hard. Yeah, it is hard. I didn't even think I was judgmental, but I do be judging myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, it it's easy. It's easy to judge others, but mm-hmm. it is also very, very easy to judge yourself. It's second nature. I mean, it's yeah. just, yeah. It's, you know, it, and I think it plays into things that we hear from mm-hmm. others and, and society and all of that, those things that make it so second nature. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think it definitely takes some, some hard self-work to be able to just remove the judgment and just really look at things from a very factual 
observant standpoint. Yeah, that's where we have to start. And, yeah. and so much of what we talk about here is your intuition and your inner voice. Yeah. But in this instance, we want to separate ourselves from our inner voice and the influences of others and our inner child and all of those things because those things come with wounds and yeah. trauma and all sorts of other things that we need to untangle. Yeah, and I think, you know, we're, we're talking about it now from a place of like for your your own lived experience mm-hmm. and taking the judgment out but it also allows you to be a better um friend mm-hmm. partner brother sister whatever listener. listener yeah because you're taking you have the ability to do to that. take those judgment walls down and really listen to the person and understand what they're going through without the lens of your own bias and judgments don't always have to be negative like i am That's true i've said this before on the podcast i'm famous for being a mrs me too like mm-hmm. oh i have something i can connect with mm-hmm. you i have a similar story mm-hmm. i get it i understand like i feel like i'm so desperate to connect, connect. and show understanding mm-hmm. and show sympathy that I'm taking it Oprah does this too let the person tell their story she's always bringing it back to herself and I'm like wow I do that I'm I'm not attempting to make it about me but in trying to connect Connect with someone else I make it about me you're trying to find that little uh, that little place because I've seen because I've felt so much value in feeling heard and yeah, validated, validated and not alone but there is a mm-hmm. time and a place for that yeah. so understanding is awareness with empathy mm-hmm. I mean with sympathy but I think that there's also a space for just listening. listening yeah and that's something that I've had to learn and I'm still learning like when somebody's telling you a story you don't always have to have a response You don't always have to have a fix. Mm -hmm. You don't always. It's like sometimes you just need to listen and say, I've heard you. Or I hear you. It's a challenge. No, it is. Because I'm going to have a book, an article. Girl, I'm going to have all the things. (laughs) A strategy, a link, an action plan. That's people are not always in that space. People don't always want it. And honestly, nine times out of ten, they don't want it in that moment. They want. They may want it later. Right. And it, it is something that's beneficial. But it's a time and a place. Yeah. And you can validate people's feelings without bringing up your own. That's you it. you literally can just say, that's valid. Mm-hmm. That's real. Yeah. That's, that's real. Like, we don't have to say, your feelings are valid if you don't talk like that. Like, you could just say, that's real, sis. <laughs> like real. that. I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I hear, hear you. you. I get it. Yeah. Or bro, whatever, whoever you're right. talking to. Yeah. No, it's as simple as that. That's and it. I think less is more. Period. That is it. Because then you might end up <laughs> triggering somebody with your with your attempt. Then your, you And once you put that foot in the mouth. Yeah, it's hard to walk it back. <laughs> So, yeah, that, I think that's the what I'm going to say. I mean, we want, we're only a couple minutes into this episode, mm-hmm. but that is that's one nugget. of the nuggets. <laughs> Less is more. You don't ding, have ding, to ding, have ding. diarrhea of the mouth yeah. to convey to someone that you understand them or that you sympathize or empathize with them. It always doesn't have to be, um, you know, conveyed in words Very or good. a lot of words. Very good. Yeah. All right. Next question. What role has understanding others or even yourself played in your healing journey is there a personal story or lesson Mm. that you can share as it relates to practicing understanding this is ongoing Mm. and um especially in my marriage like Mm -hmm. we're at a point where we're really trying to figure out like some like cyclical Mm. like communication barriers we might have and kind of figuring out ways around them Mm -hmm. and it has required um 
introspection and Mm -hmm. self-work on both of our parts. Mm -hmm. And I think we're both actively doing that, which Mm -hmm. I'm really proud of. For a long time, I could say that I was sort of leading the charge Mm -hmm. in that area. Mm -hmm. But I think that's something we're both actively doing and working on. But it's just taking a lot of peeling back Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, thinking back to upbringing Mm -hmm. and childhood Mm -hmm. and things that we've touched on before. But really, you know, we're able to say like, oh, my childhood was good, you know, uneventful. But it doesn't have to be. There are always events. Exactly. <laughs> this book that I'm re- that I just finished reading now it got a little wild toward the end. I was I've been up here p- praising this book to everybody, and Luke was like, "Finish the book before you recommend it." <laughs> How to do the work by Dr. Nicole. Oh, Pera. I did. I did buy the book. It's good. It's good. But towards <laughs> the end, I'm like, now this is where we go our separate ways, oh. Dr. Nicole, because she got some thoughts that I just you know. But part of that she talks about. I mean, it's very valuable. I still mm-hmm. highly recommend it. And in part of that, she talks about um, childhood wounds and she talks about people who are like licensed therapists. They have this tool that they use Mm -hmm. called um, an ACE score and it's Mm -hmm. adverse childhood events. And so people who have gone through like really bad stuff like Mm -hmm. incest and other things, that's like a 10. Mm -hmm. Um, And people who feel like they haven't really gone to anything might be a a one Mm -hmm. or a zero. And what she does is redefine that even though you might not have in that traditional clinical sense have a a, a score Mm -hmm. and you might be scored as a one or zero or two, that doesn't mean that you haven't experienced a level of trauma. Mm. And so that was really helpful for Mm -hmm. me to hear something as simple as, you know, we've talked about an adult telling a child, you are right. Ain't nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with you or don't cry or somebody talking about an experience, you know, at school and being belittled. Mm -hmm. All of those things impact um, Mm -hmm. our ability to be able to really trust ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so hearing that, I think, was valuable to me because I'm able to now tie things that bother me or trigger me, um, not to overuse an already overused word, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. back to experiences that maybe weren't traumatic in that traditional clinical sense, but I see how they shaped who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I think the role that understanding has played um, in my healing journey is really just taking the time to understand who I am and what impact that that has on how I show up in the world at different phases of life. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, I think it's important for us to continuously do the work and take time to like get in touch with yourselves to really understand who, who am I Mm -hmm. one? How do I process some of the things that have been, um, going on in my life Mm -hmm. and then how does that impact how I listen and show up and you know hear other people um and even you know relational how do I relate to others as well yeah so it's self that self-awareness it's all yeah Yeah. I mean to me you know when we talk about like the hierarchy everything to me starts with self Mm. and unless you are um really clear on who you are and kind of understanding, um, you know, all of the things that make you who you are, you really can't fully understand another person as much as you would want to. And you try to. That's why divorce rates are what they are. Yeah. Cause it's like, you're incomplete or unhealed Mm -hmm. or still on this journey, which is fine. We all are. There's no end point. But I think sometimes people look to another person to complete them or to conform or to fit some, you know, to go back to our previous episode, vision or expectation that they had. 
And that's not how it works. Yeah. And then I think it's also important for us to do the work to figure out like what some of those more, um, I'm not going to say more traumatic because mm-hmm. I don't want to put a qualifier on right, it. Right. But what the traumatic events, no matter whether they were a zero or a 10 or, a 10 mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. how they are impacting how how we're showing up and right. really get to the core of that. Yeah. And um, even with our friends, it's like we're all, whether you're married or whether you're friends or whatever, we're all running this race. We're on this journey concurrently. So like you're in your lane, the mm-hmm. other person's in their lane it's not their responsibility to mm-hmm. impact your journey. You're running your own race, mm-hmm. but y'all are running it at the same times mm-hmm. at the same time. So you might feel a little ahead in a season. Right. And then you might trip up on a hurdle and now you're falling back. You got to get back up. So understanding that we are all running our individual races yeah. concurrently. And I think we were talking about this between, um, tapings we were Mm -hmm. talking about how we as young people you looked up to your parents Mm -hmm. as heroes or your grandparents as heroes um and make people almost superhuman but recognizing that those people are still running their own race race. till the end till the end they're still figuring themselves out and right yeah and processing their own trauma or not well that's true or not (laughs) <laughs> or hopefully, I'll say hopefully, but you know, you're right. Some I mean, people, there are many when they people, get older, they just be like. Or even younger, just stuff it down. We don't talk about yeah. Bruno. I mean, that's a lot of familial culture. That 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 story <clears throat> actually had that little uh, Encanto. Encanto. <laughs> Encanto. It had a little bit of something to it. Honestly, all the Disney movies. Go, go ahead. Have- Tell them about your favorite. <laughs> go ahead. It's been a few seasons since we talked about it. <laughs> It only changed your life. <laughs> My absolute favorite is actually a Disney short. What was that thing called? Lava something? I don't even know the name anymore. Lava, but before that, we were in the actual movie called Inside Out. No, that I was right, right, right. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I, the it, short it, it was started called with Lava, the short, which, which was, was Lava, which was, yeah, excellent. It was excellent. And it had a great message. But then that was the... Um, Intro mm-hmm. into Inside Out, which mm-hmm. is one of my faves. Yeah, they be having these stories weaved in. Because yeah. I sit down and watch and run it back. I'm run like, it back. what the abuela was trying to orchestrate. And this, <laughs> you know, so I think uh, a good habit for us is with our kids when we're like watching these things back yes. or even watching them with the kids. Like they're getting one thing because they're little. Right. right. We're getting something else because we've lived through some of the experience. Yeah. And I think we do owe them a little bit of conversation to around. Unpack this it. is what I got from this this is what what did you get from this and then how do we bridge that so that you're learning correct I don't have that same lens as a you don't have that same lens as an adult basically yeah having those critical because a child might see that oh this person is literally Mm -hmm. you know strong and carrying all Mm -hmm. of this and but but feeling exhausted Mm -hmm. emotionally so figuratively what does that mean what does it mean to feel so tired from carrying what feels like the whole world on your shoulders and allowing kids really you only need to ask them a little bit Mm -hmm. and then allow them in their developmentally appropriate way Mm -hmm. to let you know what they feel about it and Mm -hmm. even if it doesn't connect with what you think that's okay okay. because them too they too are valid in their feelings and thoughts yes for sure yeah um yeah so that's good all right uh next question is do you have any advice or key takeaways for someone who struggles with understanding, sympathy, or being a mindful listener. 
I think I'm going to steal um, the pause that we talked about mm. from a previous episode. Mm-hmm. There's power in the pause. Yeah, just pause. Um, whether it's in your own reflection or whether it's listening to someone else. And I'm talking to myself because I'm a talker. Just shut your mouth. And a lot of that comes from being uncomfortable with quiet and silence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I practice that muscle of just being comfortable with more comfortable with silence, silence yeah. and solitude being comfortable being in a room with another person and not having to talk and just being okay with that. Right. So I think we can practice it. And then when we're put to the test, so to speak, and somebody has something where they're sharing, it's okay to be quiet or actively listen by just, mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm." I'm famous for it. mm -hmm. Cause some people too quiet. My husband. (laughs) Let's like know I'm something. listening. Give I'm like one little thing. Hello. Just give me a mm-hmm. I mean, he this, don't even that's it once. He don't even give me a, mm, a, right. a facial change expression. I'm like, this bad must sleep. <laughs> With his eyes open. With his eyes open. So I do think there is some value in a little bit of head nodding. True. <laughs> Reassurance. But you don't have to you don't have to chime in. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that there is a healthy balance of sympathy, right? Mm -hmm. So I think there are times when we want to sympathize with someone so much that we end up over sympathizing. Right. And it becomes like making it worse. Annoying. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I I think it's yeah, it's it's okay to have a healthy balance of sympathy. If you if you honestly can't sympathize that's okay that's fine or if you're too tender <laughs> yeah to where you can't be supportive because you're Let's still healing with your own take grief a step back. take a step back and it's mm-hmm. okay to say that yeah i want to be there for you but i'm this is this is tough for me yeah. as well but sometimes people will be i mean kill the whole thing yeah I, I i do think i've had experiences where i feel like people are trying to um offer sympathy so much that it's just like are you is this real or fake yeah and also it's like dang i was actually okay today <laughs> thanks a lot i was okay until you stepped <laughs> until in. you stepped in so yeah. yeah that's good that's really good all right um if there is one way that you can apply better understanding in the near future in your own life what or how would that be so one is shutting my mouth which i shared And another is being honest with myself about like when I'm irritated Mm. and why I'm irritated so that I'm not so irritable. Mm. I think that can help shorten sort of the refractory period. Like after I'm irritated, I'd be like kind of annoyed for a minute. And then afterward, I'm like, why was I so annoyed? Mm. So just working on shortening, you know, that the length of time that I'm irritated by understanding and observing that this is an emotion that might not necessarily be tied to what happened right now. It might be tied to something that happened previously where I felt unheard or where I felt undervalued. And so this thing happening now is making me feel less valuable. Mm -hmm. And that's making me upset when really what happened wasn't the the issue. issue. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I'm going to say, I want to be a more mindful listener. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge that <clears throat> a good amount of the times I'm listening with and and like processing and whatever whether that process is like 
judging or mm-hmm. it's thinking about something else that's happening that's totally unrelated. That's not processing. Well, it's, I'm processing That's distraction. Something. <laughs> I'm processing something else. Something else, exactly. Processing not, my Instagram feed. not related to what you're talking about. <laughs> but sometimes my mind is like, I'm just not fully present mm-hmm. in the conversation. And I do want to work on that because, um, yeah, sometimes I'm just not listening. Mm-hmm. And it, it <laughs> Get, it, I get caught up in that sometimes where somebody was like, well, I just said that. And I'm like, I know. Or are you are you paying attention? <sighs> but also, there's always two sides to every coin. Some people need to work on their um, <laughs> delivery. Oh, that's true. Some people be getting, you know, too deep in the weeds. And this can tend to be me sometimes. It's like, you lost me. I was with you. And now I'm trying to come back. I'm trying to go back. Yeah, so yes, I think there's lessons to be learned all the way around. All the way around, being a better listener and being a better storyteller. <laughs> that my mom and some of my friends will agree. I they feel like I just when I'm telling the story, I can be going telling the story, and then I'll go off on a little sidetrack, <laughs> and then I'll go on this another track, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, "To know where are you? Bring me back. Bring me back to the main lane of this story." But yeah, I know we do that here, but we always come back to the we middle. Always come back. Hey, y'all like the ad? I'm multifaceted. <laughs> I have many things going on in my head at one time. That and that's actually, I think, one of the um, downsides of us being a uh, multitasking toggle society. Yeah, right. It's like if you go into my phone right now, and this is just a, a analogy, but mm-hmm. I probably have like 120. Safari tabs open. Oh my god! Yeah, it's probably it's probably indicative of my <laughs> real brain. Yeah, right. Part of it is I don't close them because you got to like right uh, physically like go in and like close them. But but we talk about that the mess in our homes, the mess on our yes. phones, the, the the how your desktop looks, all of that. Your virtual desktop and your real desk is indicative of what's going on with you. Damn, I'm a mess. <laughs> At least I can acknowledge that on this podcast. It's the self-awareness for me. (laughs) But no, I I do want to be a more mindful listener. I love that. That's what I'm going to practice. Very good. All right. I I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before, but something that I think kind of um, when we talk about mindful listening Mm -hmm. would be a good little tip Mm -hmm. is... um, I learned about this at a work training years ago. Mm. So even if I did share it, it's new to the new listeners. Mm -hmm. It's the wow before how... I talk about this. So when someone shares a new idea, Mm -hmm. oftentimes if you're a critical thinker, problem Mm -hmm. solver, or even just a strategic person, Mm -hmm. your question is like, how are you going to do that? Where are you going to get the money from? Mm -hmm. You know, most of our mama's upbringing, why speak to mind, is how before wow. How are you going to do that? Where are you going to get this from? And then it's like, damn, you took the air out of the room. And then after they're like, but that's good, though. That's good, though. Start there. Flip it. That's a great idea. Yeah. Here's a thought or that's a great idea. What are your, your thoughts point? on, mm-hmm. you know, so I think part of being a great listener is when you do respond, mm-hmm. try to put wow before how. That's good. Shout out to my professional training at Zion Church. That was something I learned that stuck with <laughs> while you. serving there. Yeah. 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 All right. Where are we going? 
Oh, we're going to church. Exactly. You sounded. <laughs> I sounded caught I did, off guard. I did set you up in a bit different way. You did. Uh, you should have said. But I thought you were going to catch Drums, it. please. Um, <laughs> I'm going to send you this meme. And maybe I'll share it. Uh, it the short <laughs> video on Instagram. There's a man who, you know, caught the Holy Ghost mm-hmm. and was like, he was a drummer. Stopped drumming. Went crazy. Mm-hmm. But the person who was playing the keyboard actually sounded terrible. Mm. And... The, the guy was like, I think, I don't know, maybe he really did catch the Holy Ghost, like rammed into the keyboard so the guy couldn't play anymore and uh. like stopped all the music and all the people in the comments. <laughs> yeah, I live for the comments. Yeah. We're like, they were sick of hearing him, hearing him play the chopsticks on the organ. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah. But to the organ. Yeah. All right. Here we are. Yeah. A passage, a prayer, and a practice. Our passage comes out of Proverbs 18.2. A foolish person takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing their own opinion. A foolish person takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing their own opinion. Less is more, less words. Don't be a fool. <laughs> prayer is this God thank you for encouraging us to seek to understand one another thank you for modeling understanding through Christ thank you Lord for teaching us to treat ourselves and others with compassion help me to not be foolish in your sight help me to understand myself better first through your word help me then to extend that understanding to others and allow me to be open gracious and considerate in Jesus name Amen. Amen. And the practice is this. This week, I will take one actionable step toward better understanding myself. I will commit to showing myself grace and compassion in the behaviors and areas that I'm still working toward improving. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast with Madame Chate Jones and Tennille Daniels. Like what you've heard? Show us some love and follow or subscribe. Then leave a five-star rating and review. For more resources, including show notes, and to keep the conversation going, head over to lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. That's L-O-V-E-M-A-A-D-E-N.